Also next week we start the afternoons of the prophetic intensives. Um, so we've got seven, seven weeks of that uh, in the afternoon service. So starting next week, uh, you would have got an email um, with just a couple of things to think about. Uh, if you didn't get that email, just let us know. We'll make sure that you're on the contact list. So this morning, we're going to hear from Daryl. Come on. I know you guys are so excited to hear from me this morning. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, come on. It's good. It's good. You know, um, this prophetic intensive time is going to be absolutely amazing. It really is. Now, I keep telling people it's 49 days, but it's actually not. So for those of you that have been emailing me and messaging me with all these prophetic perfections around 49, Loretta and others, um, I just want to say, just want to say it's not actually 49, it's 43. But I just want to encourage you in something really, really special. There is something so powerful on dedicating this time. I've been talking to Todd a bit and dedicating this time of consecration unto the Lord until Christmas and going through the new year. How many people here have ever uh, fluctuated in your frequency levels? You have. Can you open that? Sorry. Yeah, you have. Okay. But what we want to do is we're trying to design something to keep frequency levels up. Everyone say up. up. Say, I want to stay up. Now, proof will be in the pudding of this, as they would say. So as we launch in, I've, I'm, I've never overeaten or anything else over Christmas. And so that could be a lie. Okay. I'm not starting with a lie here. I'm just saying, look, the bottom line is that there are things that we engage in over holiday periods, some of them good, some of them not so good, that can lower our frequency. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So what's really important is we keep our frequency levels up. So we launch into 2024 up. This is very, very simple, but very, very profound. And you'll, hear, you'll feel the Lord on this. Who wants to enter 2024 up? Or who wants to be rallied for January, February, and some of March by the, by the worship team here as, and I'm just joking, but, but it is what it is. It's what happens. And you know, family, how many people are having a family gathering over Christmas? And some, only one person. Okay, great. Okay, wow. <laughs> We've been doing our job well. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, so what I want to say is that there, is, there are going to be instances, there are going to be, there's going to be stuff that happens over Christmas. And the most important thing is that we stay connected to the Lord and we keep our frequency up during that period. Is that cool? So the prophetic intensive is a perfect way to do that, really engaging the Lord in things that he wants you to subtract and add over that time in order that we would be able to stay in a place of engagement with heaven. How many of you know it's good to abide in heavenly places? Who likes going up to heaven? Okay, I don't like going up there. I like remaining there. So who wants to remain there? Okay, good. Let's remain in those places of ascension over this period. Is that good? So I want to encourage you, if you don't come to the afternoon service, a bit long plug for this, but if you don't come to the afternoon services, still do the intensive with us. Please do. Who got the, everyone got the email? First email I've ever written in eight years for Field of Dreams, so there you go. And so, 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 but what I'm saying is please do um, adhere to the to this criteria that it says in the email. Even getting a, a prophetic journal and then mapping out the time ahead, really important. So just do that. I mean, it's not going to cost you a lot, what, five bucks or whatever, but just if you're not here for the afternoon services, just download the messages, do the intensive with us for 43 days, and how many of you know what Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 is? Let's put up Isaiah 43, 18. Let's just make this biblically legal for a second. Okay. Do not call to mind the former things, nor ponder the things of the past. Verse 19. Behold, I'm doing something new. Now it will spring forth or springs forth. Let, uh, will you not know or be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For some people, this is the word of the Lord for 2024 for you. I know this sounds really prophetically cliche, but this is actually the word of the Lord for you. And I believe that entering in 
to the intensive, which starts next week, next Sunday, will actually frame up something really, really amazing for people as they step in to the year ahead. And God says, I'm doing something brand new for you. And it's all about remaining up. So it's very good. It's good? It's good? Okay. No, I'm just, it's fine. Okay, awesome. So I, I want to talk about... Um, I want to encourage you in something really amazing this morning. So can we put up, uh, we're going to go through loads of scripture. If you have a Bible or you have a phone with the Bible on it, please do track with me just so you can, just so you, uh, it, this week you can go back into your phone with highlights or your Bible, whatever it is, just because I want us to be able to track this word for, for a little while. Um, and so can we start, let's start with the Numbers 32 verse 1. I'm going to read this together. And so, oh, actually, it's going to be difficult because you could be on an inferior version to this. So I'll just do this. So I'll just, I'll just go for the... Just, excuse me. I'm just... It's all good. No, New King James NASB, we love. Everything else, come and have a chat. Okay, now, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So now the sons of Reuben, let's read off the screen. Now the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad had an exceedingly large number of livestock. So when they saw the land of Jazar and the land of Gilead, that it was indeed a place suitable for livestock. Let me just, let's just pause for one second. What were they concerned about or thinking about? What they had and what was good for what they had, but legitimately too. There's a legitimacy in that, obviously. If livestock don't have food, what happens? They die. Okay, cool. Okay, let's keep going. Now the sons of... Reuben came and spoke to Moses and said to Eleazar the priest and said to the leaders of the congregation saying something Dibon, Jazar, Nimrah, Heshbon, Ilyala, Sibam, Nebo and Bion. The land which the Lord conquered before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock and your servants have livestock. They said, if we have found favour in your sight, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. This is a really big deal. Where were all the prophetic words that were initially spoken to the people of Israel? Where did they, what were they initially talking about initially? They were talking about the majority of the time, the land that was beyond, everyone say beyond, beyond the Jordan. It's really important. Please do not... Take us beyond the Jordan. Okay, let's keep going all across. But Moses said to the sons of Gad, to the sons of Reuben, shall your brothers go to war while you yourselves sit here? Now what I love, to do, let's just pause that again. What I love about that is that there's this thing about, Moses is talking about territory, but he accredits it initially and immediately to going to war. He doesn't talk about taking territory. I think sometimes when we think, when we hear messages about taking territory, we don't accredit it initially to going to war. But how on earth do you take territory? Through war, because the territory is already occupied. Okay, awesome. Okay, so, so let's keep going. So, okay. Now, why are you discouraging the sons of Israel from crossing over into the land which the Lord has given them? Okay, this is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Banea, or Banar, who can pronounce it? Banea, uh, to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, they discouraged the sons of Israel so that they did not go into the land which the Lord had given them. This is very, very important part of that. Awesome. Okay, so... Let's go to Numbers 13. Let's look at that for a second. And I love the fact that you guys are looking at your, your phones and making notes. And this is the way it should be on a Sunday morning, isn't it? Because Sunday morning prepares us for the week ahead. Okay, cool. So then the Lord said to Moses saying, or the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send out for yourself, let's all read it together, men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, every one a leader among them. So let's go, keep going. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran 
uh, at the commandment of the Lord, all of the men who were heads of the sons of Israel. So, so how many of you know, um, we'll just pause it there. So how many of you know who we had, how many spies went in? 12. Now, when the report, for time's sake, when the report came back from there, what happened? Tell me, someone can shout it out, don't worry. You can be interactive for one second. What happened? How many, sorry, say it. Ten had a bad report. Everyone say, boo. <laughs> now, what, do you know why this is so important? Because ten had a bad report about the word of the Lord, about the territory. That report was actually in rebellion against what the Lord had spoken. Now, <laughs> what chapter and verse is that? Numbers 13. Who likes number 13? My mum loved the number 13. She loved it. She had a house. She goes, she said to me one time, Daryl, 13 is our lucky number. And I said, our lucky number? She goes, it's our lucky number. Now, 13 biblically represents rebellion. My mum wasn't saved. I'm just letting you know. Um, there are many things that it represents. But, but what's interesting about this whole thing is what's the perfect number of government? Right. Perfect number of, number of government. The spies went in. How many spies went in? How many spies came out? How many spies gave a good report? Is that 12? So there wasn't agreement amongst the tribes, tribes that would have brought unity in government for the people of God to receive the full inheritance of what God was promising them. Isn't that interesting? Okay. I know you guys are so interested, I can feel it. And so, so let's go to, let's go to um, Joshua chapter 13. Okay. Now Joshua was old, everyone read together, and advanced in the years, and the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years. <laughs> Very much of the land remains to be possessed. Just pause it there. Now what's interesting about that is this, so... The Lord, first of all, when the Lord says you're old, you know that that's the truth. <laughs> okay, is that, is that fair? Is that fair? <laughs> I'm a young man. The Lord's like, no, 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 as Todd would say. Okay, so look, he says that you are old and advanced in years and very much of the land remains to be possessed. He's reaffirming the original prophetic word that he gave to the people of Israel about crossing over. And he's talking to who? Who's he talking to? And who was one of the spies that came back with the right perspective from the Lord? Joshua. And he's saying it remains to be possessed. And keep going. Let's go to the, this is the land that remains, all the regions of the Philistines and of the Gezurites. Okay, awesome. Okay, now, so, so keep, uh, yeah, we'll just keep going. So, the land, now you guys can do this with me. Now, I think it's a bit unfair that God made a Hebrew Bible and then asks British people to pronounce all the different stuff. So, so, so from, let's do it together though. From the Shur, which is the east of Egypt, even as far as the border of, border of Ekron, to the north, it is counted as the Canaanite, the five lords of the Philistines, the Gazite, the Ashadite, the Ash. Well done. <laughs> the Cronite and the Avite. I should have just got Kim to come up and do that. And so to the south, to the land of Canaanite and Mirah, belongs to the Sedanites, as far as the effect to the borders of the... How many people have ever started reading that and you just skip to the next verse? Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Okay, keep going. Oh, let's just, we'll go to the next one. No, we'll just go to verse six. Okay, all the inhabitants of the hill country. I love, I love, I love everybody. Okay, I'm just gonna, okay. All right, let's just go to the, okay. No, let's just go from here. Only allot it to Israel for an inheritance as I have commanded you. Okay, next one. Okay, 
Now therefore apportion this land for an inheritance to the nine and a half tribes of Manasseh. Keep going. With the other half tribe of the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east just as Moses the servant gave to them. Hold on a second. So we're talking, do you know how long ago, okay, so this was all, I don't have all the time frames for exactly how long each section was taken from. But what we do know is we know that Joshua, or, or let's say this, Caleb was called at 40 when he was called to spy out the land. Everyone say 40. So he's 40. I want to ask who's 40 here because I know most of you. So, so, so he was called at 40 to cross over. And then he is how old when God asks him to take this? And I'll talk to you about this in a minute. How old do you know? Do you know how old he was? 85 or 80 or whatever. So I'll, I'll give you some scriptures in a minute. But what's interesting about that is this, that this is 40 years on. And God is saying there is how much more land? Much more land to be allotted. But I thought the tribes had already been allotted land. Had they? Well, does anyone, had the, had the tribes been allotted land at that stage? They had. They had totally been allotted land. So they, we're coming to that stage in God's saying there is much more land to be taken. And the first thing that God says, the first thing is this is what's to be allotted, but don't forget that you must not give any allotment to who? The Gadites and the... Reubenites, because why? Because they already selected their land before they crossed over. Oh, I feel something prophetic in the air about this. It's very cool. So, okay, now, so then he, they talk about taking more country and talking more, about more allocation, all those different things. So let's put up, so we've had uh, Joshua 13. Let's go to hmm, Joshua 14. Verse, verse seven, okay. For I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea, which is where they crossed over, for the, to spy out the land, and I brought word back to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt with fear, but I followed the Lord my God fully. Now, I just want to just stop there for a second. It says, when, we, when we're looking at, let's, let's go to Numbers 18. I'm gonna, I'll marry this all in. You'll see where we're going. In the book of Numbers, chapter 32, we just read from 1 to 9, and it talks specifically about people that had seen something that was good, but it wasn't fullness. And they made a decision to spark in something that was good, but not fullness. And so Moses said, okay, if you end up going to war, there's just so much scripture. It says this, we will not return to our home. So Moses says, if you, if you go to war with your brothers, I'll give you this inheritance. We will not return to our homes until every one of the sons of Israel has possessed his inheritance. Keep going. For we will not have an inheritance with them on the other side of the Jordan. Are you joking? But the word of the Lord said you could have, but you abdicated that. This is very, very important. With them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side. Who told you that? Was that the word of the Lord? Or was it the eyes of your heart that saw something that was satisfying and put you in comfort? Just asking. I can talk to them one day in heaven. Okay, and beyond, because our inheritance falls on us on this side of the Jordan towards the east. Keep going. So Moses said to them, if you will do this, if you will arm yourselves before the Lord of war and all of your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven his enemies out before him and the land is subdued before the Lord, and then afterward you shall return and be free of obligation toward the Lord and toward Israel, and this land shall be yours for a possession before the Lord. It's, very, it's a very disappointing scripture, but, but keep going. 
Oh, that's 22. Okay, leave it there. Okay, cool. So, so what you've got then is you've got this, this whole reality where how many tribes went to spy at the land? 12. How many said that they weren't going to cross over? Two. Okay. How many tribes were at this point ready to cross over? How many? 12. And how many decided that they were going to try to abdicate? How many? Two. It's interesting, isn't it? So what you've got is you've got an assignment from the enemy, I believe, not to be too strong, but it is what it is, from the enemy saying, these guys are about to take the fullness of what God has spoken. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do whatever it takes to help them settle with the good that's not the great. I'm going to do whatever it is to help them abdicate the fullness of their inheritance. And I don't care if they're comfortable here, but let's just make sure that they're not in full unity with their brothers. Because when there is full unity and when there is full government, government, God commands a blessing. You see, we're in a season right now very similar to what we're reading here. See, I believe that we're in a season where there has been an amazing invitation to cross over. And some of us, some of us, some people have crossed over to start to inhabit or start to take part of the land of promise. But we're not there yet. How many of you think we're there yet? We're not there. We see trickles of what it looks like for righteous administration or righteous government ruling, but we're not there. There isn't the full, or let's say this, there isn't a significant rulership of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So therefore, there is more territory to be taken. But let me tell you this, we are in a season of incredible blessing. And so don't be surprised if you move into a place where you start to feel the incredible blessing of the Lord. But when the blessing comes, don't stop and smell the roses of where you are and say, oh my goodness, we're so good. We're in a, such a good place. We're in a place right now where we can put this location here or this place here. This reality is the best for us in our new found season of blessing. But the Lord is saying, I really believe the Lord is saying this, is, is, is not about that. It's actually about partnering just like Moses said, will you sit here while your brothers go to war? It's a place of partnering with our brothers and sisters in order that not just our territory, our personal territory has been taken, but in order that the fullness of a territory is taken for the kingdom of God. How many of you know that's good? It's really important. Is it good? So, and Rachel had a great example of this. So, can we put up Joshua, uh, Joshua, Judges chapter one for me? So, now it's, oh gosh, that was quick. Okay, cool. Now it came about, I'll just read this. After the death of Joshua, that the sons of Israel inquired of the Lord, who shall go up first against the Canaanites to fight against them? Okay, and it says that the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Behold, I've given the land into his hand. Then Judah said to Simeon, his brother, come up with me into the territory allotted me that, that we may fight against the Canaanites and I in turn will go with you into the territory allotted you. So Simeon went with him. And this is so, so Judah went up and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hands and they defeated 10,000 men at Bezek. At Bezek. So what's really, this is really cool. Now, in Joshua chapter 14, it talks specifically, do you want to put that up as well? Sorry, I'm, I know there's so much scripture. I'll get my head around exactly where we're landing. But I just want, to, I just want to, you guys to catch something special this morning. Did you get it? Yeah, great. Okay. I was 40 years old, I know I've just done this, but when the servant of the Lord uh, sent me from, to spy at the land, you've got two people that came back with a good report, Joshua and Caleb. Where was Caleb from? The tribe of Judah. You see, Judah goes first 
to take territory. And God is looking for those who carry the spirit of territory taking in this next season to partner with them, endorse them, empower them, and propel them into the things that he is calling them into. Now, this is so, so interesting. Caleb talks about giving the Lord the fullness of his heart. Let's put up 2 Chronicles chapter 16. I think I've forgotten the scripture reference. But anyway, it says, The eyes of the Lord go to and fro upon the earth, looking to empower, endorse, and support those whose hearts are fully his. The eyes of the Lord, which is the sevenfold spirit of God. You see, people, 16.9, 2 Chronicles 16.9, I think that's right. And so, so the eyes of the Lord go to and fro on the earth to support those, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. You see, what happens is, I believe, when we come into a place where things are good, our hearts start to depart from what was absolutely amazing and start to engage in building for ourselves. This is exactly what Todd talked about last week from Haggai. And what God is saying is there is so much more territory to be taken now. And I believe we're coming into a season where there are going to be many, many people made very, I'm just going to say it as is, very, very wealthy in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about a little bit of money. I'm talking about very wealthy. And I believe that it's going to be the great exchange. Everyone say the great exchange. People talk about it, you pray about it. But when it happens and when finance really starts to land in people's worlds, it will test the heart. And what will happen is when it tests the heart, the Lord will say, do you remember the prophetic words that I gave you about your brothers and sisters in Australia, your brothers and sisters in New Zealand, your brothers and sisters in the nations? Do you remember those words? And will you choose to arm yourself for war, even if, this is Rachel's now, even if you don't see any return now from what you choose to invest in? This is very, very important because we are right now crossing a threshold. And as we cross that threshold, what we're going to find, I believe, is we're going to find that as the blessing comes, as all this stuff comes, as we come across all of these, these, these territories, you are going to find territories that look, smell, and taste perfect. But are they the word of the Lord for taking territory? Are they what God is looking for for Australia? Are they, and what it looks like, this is so interesting, is that as we get called to go up into that place, are we being, are we a people of a different spirit? Are we disconnected from the earthly realm and living from a place, from heaven, with a heavenly perspective? Because it's a very, very big deal. How many people have ever been blessed before? I got blessed more than once, I'm sure. I've been blessed before. And the blessing took me down a path of thought that was some ch- sometimes contrary to the word of the Lord that God had spoken. It just was. I remember, I mean, Belinda knows, obviously. <laughs> but you know, stuff happens. Not in Adelaide, stuff happens. And I'm like, should we, move? we should move to London. I mean, we, we're good. We should go. And Belinda's like, not the word of the Lord. But I'm like, but they have Gucci there. I'm like, you don't even understand me. (laughs) But what's interesting is this, that I feel like it's going to be more of a test than ever before for our hearts as we move into times of blessing, as we move into times of territory taking, as we move into times where we're taking territory governmentally, it's gonna be such a temptation to park in one space when the Lord is saying, no, the original word that I spoke to you still remains. The original word that I spoke to you still remains. Will you partner with your brothers and your sisters to see that word come to pass or will you allow 
what you are carrying and the blessing I've given you, will you allow that to park you into a place where you just enjoy your own pastures? But I want to give you something. It's a tiny bit of a little bit of a, not a warning, but it is, but it's not. I believe that if you do that, or if people do that in this next season, they will actually start to abdicate some of the fullness of the inheritance that God has for them. That there is more inheritance, not on earth, yes, on earth, but in heaven. And I believe God, it sounds like a weird word because you're like, well, I'm waiting for my blessing. It's a prophetic word. So don't be surprised when stuff starts to get taken. Don't be surprised when governments start to change. Government's about to shift now. I'm telling you prophetically right now that government is about to shift. It is what it is. I'm not, that's not, just telling you it's going to happen. What does that mean? And do we park there? No, we do not park there. We pray for our leaders, but we say, okay, that is not enough. Because how many of you know that God's commission to us is make disciples of some of the nations? How many? So we can't stop until we make disciples of all the nations. And so I believe that we're in a season right now, which is so exciting, that God is encouraging us to keep in a spirit of unity according to the original words of the Lord, because in the spirit of unity with the body, or a spirit of unity with what the word of the Lord is, we actually partner up and we say yes, and then when we say yes, She's enjoying this today. When we say yes, it's the fullness of government because we are choosing to be one of the yeses and not the noes. Not talking about the recent referendum. So, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? And then what happens is we then move into a place of fullness of government because we're in a place where we're not one of the people that have spied out the land and said, let me park here, but we're one of the people, we're the people that have spied out the land and we are saying, oh my goodness, uh, I'm so excited that I get to keep going and moving and building and 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 going and moving and building until the manifestation of the fullness of the word of the Lord has come to pass. I don't want to be in a place where when I get to the end of my days, well, I'm sure it will happen, but you know, and God says, wow, there's so much territory still to be taken of that original word I gave you. So much. And I'm like, God, I'm tired now. I want to. But does Joshua say that? Does he say, God, I'm tired? What does he say? Does anyone know? He says, I have got more strength now than I've ever had before. Let's put it. <laughs> I'm still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me. That was 40. So he was 40. So he tapped into a supernatural power source to complete the work that God gave him. How exciting is that? Okay. Sent me. As my strength was then, so my strength is now. Now, the Bible cannot lie. So how many people feel energized? Three people. I feel relatively energized. But what's so interesting is this, that if you feel energized now, imagine when we tap into the fullness, it says that Caleb was a man of a different spirit, so was Joshua. They had a different spirit, but they were actually able at 80 years old to access a supernatural energizing. So the Bible reads that I am as strong today as I was in the day of Moses. Is that a good, good deal? Yes. So, that's, so, so is, that, is that good? Yes. We're going to take it. Okay, cool. So my strength is now, now this is so cool. Listen, so as, as strength was then, so my strength is now for war and for going out and for coming in. Let's go to um, Deuteronomy 34.7. Although Moses was 120 years old when he died, is that a good innings? His eye was not dim, nor his vigor abated. What do you know what vigor abated means? His strength didn't lose him, leave him. Until he was 120 years old, he was still driving. 
he was still driving with the, well, he didn't have cars, but he was driving his cart. He was still driving with the same vigor, energy, and strength as he was before. That, at 100, that's what the Bible says. So how many people have ever said, I'm a bit tired at the moment? Hmm, are you ready for war? If you are not 85 right now and you are not ready for war, there is something wrong. Did you say freak? I like that, okay. This is a really, it's a really big deal. You see, what God's inviting us into, and we talked about this before, what God's inviting us into in this season is there have been victories taken in Australia. There's been victories taken in Victoria. There have been victories taken in New Zealand recently. There have been victories taken in Australia. And the Lord is saying, will you partner with the new territory that has been taken? Or will you park, when I put abundant blessing on you, Will you park in the place that seems best for stewardship of blessing? And no condemnation, because there is a reality that sometimes you go, oh, actually, this is best for everybody because I can sit here and I can bless and I can do whatever else. But is that the word of the Lord? And if it's not the word of the Lord that you were called into, then how can you, well, how can you, but if it's not the word of the Lord that you're called into, then it would behoove you, as Todd would say, to tap into the original word and say, God, is this still a season where I need to arm myself for war or has my personal season changed? Because if your personal season has changed, that's one thing. But if it hasn't, then we are still lining up with it, like the sons of Ishika, with the season or the word over the nation or over us as individuals. And like you were saying before, God makes everything beautiful in its time. But the word beautiful, there is the word appropriate. And so what God is saying for all of us is get ready for blessing. You guys like that bit. 2024, I believe, I'm not just giving you the geeing you up, but I believe it's going to be a, a, a time of blessing. Crazy blessing. How many people want bla crazy blessing? But where will it land in your heart? And will your heart be fully his still according to his original word of your life, or will you park east of the Jordan and say, wow, this is good for where I'm at? What will you do? Will you partner? Will we, gosh, it's a bit silent in here. This is okay. Will we park? Belinda's into politics. I'm not going to go too much into this. And, and let me tell you this. My house is like the West Wing. It's like the West Wing. Let me tell you, it, it is over the top. Um, so I wake up in the morning, politics. I go to bed at night, politics. We've got Sky News playing. We've got other things playing. We're cross-pollinating everything. And, and, and but what's interesting is this, and I'm, uh, don't, please don't cry. I know you won't. Uh, I'm, I'm, she won't. That's what I was like. In-house in joke. And so, literally in our house. And so... Um, I'm dedicated to see her reach fullness. But she's had some victories. She has truly had victories, not just her, but according to her scroll, we as FOD have had victories. I'm not going to talk about that publicly. But she has had some personal victories according to the word of the Lord that God has given her. So I can go, okay, Belle, okay, we've had some victories. Now let's park that and let's concentrate on Crawford Master Ministries International with me as the forefront. Let's do that right now. Get me, whatever, get me the Gucci's or whatever. Uh, uh, but, but, but no, I'm better than that. <laughs> I, I'm dedicated to seeing her fulfill the fullness, whatever it costs. Thank you. I am. And what I, I know. And so what I'm saying in that is this, is that it's not about me with Belinda, but it's a type. And God gave it all for us that we would come into fullness. And he, was, and he said, they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. And I feel like one of the things that God wants to do with us in general 
is he wants to reignite our hearts to what it looks like to support people and the body of Christ in fullness all over the world as we come into fullness of taking territory that has been predestined for us to occupy. And this is what it looks like. And the reason I gave that example is this, is because I don't care about the small victories and I don't care about the, I do care about it, but I don't really care about the big victories. I care about the end of the race. And when we hit the end of the race, what is it going to look like? And will we say, well, we pastured our flocks and it was really awesome and we multiplied and we did really well here? Or will we say, oh, someone will say to you, how are your flocks going? And we should know the condition of our flocks. But will we come into a place and go, oh, my flock, oh, I didn't even think about that. I've been concerned about my, my brother's flocks. I've been concerned about Victoria. I've been concerned about Canberra. I've been concerned about what's happening in Australia. I've been concerned, in what's happening, uh, concerned about what's happening in New Zealand. I've been concerned about the church in this region or the church in that region or the church in this place or that place. I've been concerned that, the full, that my brother or sister has come into the fullness of what they were called to do. Whatever it looks like, regardless if I got something back from it or not, I knew that my jurisdiction was to help support the common good without the communist vibe, but the common good of the kingdom of heaven through my life to support others. Oh, but it cost me money. So? You can't take it with you anyway. But it cost me time. So? God will give you, refresh you overnight. I'm not being rude. I'm not trying to be... What is it costing you? Because a lot of the time, and I'm not thinking about one individual at all, I'm not thinking about anyone, but a lot of the time I hear about how much it costs people. And it's at the time where you start, and it's all right, in an inner circle it's different. You're tired, yeah, I'm tired. You know. In an inner circle it's different. But if you're constantly telling people how much everything is costing you for the kingdom, there's something off. Because it's about being, a, being poured out as a drink offering for the cause. David said in 1 Samuel, when he was going to go and fight, he said in the New King James Version, or King James as well, he said, is there not a cause? It's about being poured out for the cause. And God is saying we are in a season of war. Will you park and pretend it's a season of peace or will you be poured out for the cause? Is everyone okay? Because right now we have to be people that will be poured out for the cause. And Field of Dreams is poured out for the cause. I'm not trying to, this is just for the people on live stream at any other church in Australia or beyond. I'm just, I'm actually, I'm actually being facetious. Please forgive me. So, but the reality is that this is what it looks like. And God is saying, will you engage in the original words I gave you as a country through the prophets? I gave you as a nation. I gave you individual. Yes, God's going to give us the nations. That wasn't about us as individuals. It was about us corporately as a church, God giving us the nations to disciple. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going into anything, I'm going to land now. But I'm telling you right now, we have opportunity to speak to some very powerful people. Very powerful. And sometimes it costs. Sometimes when someone rings me at night and it co- I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh God, I'm tired and I just want to be lying down. I have my cat sleeps at the bottom of the bed. Makes it even more cozy, lots of pillows. And I'm happy. I'm happy in that space. But the phone rings and God says, will you? And then someone says, will you, are you available? Am I available? No, but I am for the cause. Are you available for the cause Are we available for the cause of Christ in this season? And so I'm telling you right now, abundant blessing is coming for people. Some people are going to get incredible. Now you get all excited. Some people are going to get very financially blessed. Very. But will you park and work out what house you're going to build for yourself? Or will you work out, hold on, let's not build any houses. Let's not even buy a house. Let's tuck in and see what the word of the Lord is. Because that is the place where you will build a heavenly treasury room, in, a heavenly inheritance in the treasury rooms 
that will blow your head off. And someone talked to me last week, they said, what do the treasury rooms look like in heaven when you've built an inheritance? We've built an amazing inheritance. When you've worked so hard, my first thought was like, God, uh, you know, shoes, and it's going to be amazing, I'm going to have the best car. And I saw this shack, and I was like, who lives in that shack? And you know what the Lord said to me? The meek. What is the, the kingdom is an upside down kingdom. And I feel like we're going to be shocked in the future. As we move forward, we're going to be shocked to work out. Everyone here is, no one's here is going to live on this earth forever. It's just not going to happen. But you will be shocked when you cross over one day. Some, for some people in here, or let's say everyone, 60, 70, 100 years, whatever, however long you've got, you will be shocked when you cross over what the currency was of the kingdom. And let me tell you this, that the currency of the kingdom, when we cross over, we will be shocked because God will align us to the plumb line of heaven and he will say, do you remember when you supported my kingdom virtue in this particular area? That built for you treasure. Do you remember when you stayed late and locked the church up? That bought for you treasure. Do you remember when you did this one thing and you did that, that bought for you treasure? But I did so much other, I prayed for hours. And he goes, I didn't see the prayers because they were in public. Exactly. Because it says what you do in private will be rewarded publicly. But if you do your good deeds before men, you have received your reward in full. Do you want your reward in full here? Or do you want your reward in full there? And that's, I'm going to end there. It's a bit strong, but it is what it is. Okay, cool. Awesome. Why don't you grab your communion? Can we put the pads on? Lord, we thank you that we're being called to cross over. We thank you, God, that we are being called to take new territory. We thank you, God, that we are going to have vigour and strength to be able to fulfil the scroll that you've set out for us. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for vigour and strength to complete the good work that you called us to walk out. We thank you for the new territory that Australia is being called into that the church in Australia is being called into. We thank You for the new territory that the church in Victoria is being called into. We thank You, God, for the new territory that the church in the NT is being called into, the church in WA, the church in Queensland, the church in New South Wales, the church in the ACT, and we choose to partner with them, whatever it looks like, until the territory is taken until the end of the matter is achieved. And so we acknowledge that it says in your word, the end of the matter is better than its beginning. And so Father, we thank you for every word that you've been given. And we thank you for the opportunity that we have to partner with you to see your kingdom come in this nation and in the nations in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and took communion. So we're just going to end on this one thing. We read a verse, we read multiple verses, read a verse about Moses saying to the Gadites and the Reubenites, you can have this territory if you choose to partner. We, uh, we read another verse about the partnership of Simeon and Judah in Judges 1 taking territory and arming themselves for war to take the new territory. If you, I believe this is a prophetic invitation and 
word. If you choose to take the new territory with our brothers in this next season, no one looking around, you are free to sit down if you want. If you're moving to America, don't stand up. Uh, but, but if you choose to do that, just stand to your feet. Just remember this will cost you. Not cost you bad, like it's gonna cost you everything. But it's real, this is real. Put your hands in the air if you haven't put deodorant on, just keep them low. <laughs> Speaking from experience. And so, from me, not others. And just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose to be armed for war for my brothers, for the territory, for the original word that was spoken to the church over Australia, New Zealand, the islands and the nations. I choose today, whatever it looks like, to fulfill, <laughs> to fulfill the Word of the Lord that was brought about the Kingdom being made manifest through my life and through the life of the church. Holy Spirit, would you anoint me with wisdom and discernment that I would know at any time that I'm about to park, that I'm about to smell the roses and I'm gonna choose something that's good, but it's not the best. I give you permission to pull me up Adjust me, align me, and empower me to get the rest of the job done. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout. Come on. Come on. Woo! You guys feel encouraged? Deep in thought? Ready for the blessing? How many people need financial breakthrough? Wow, everybody. Just put your hands in there. I'm just going to pray this before we let. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank You for abundant financial blessing, the transition of wealth. This isn't a, a prosperity prayer. Father, right now we thank You for the transition of wealth, but we thank You for more than anything for the wisdom to steward the wealth as it transfers. In Jesus' Name, wisdom. Just say, I receive wisdom for the stewardship of wealth in this next season. In Jesus' Name, we receive it, Lord. In Jesus' Name, again. Amen. Bless you guys. Take care. Wonderful, wonderful.